Anna, remember that time Nikola Tesla became a mountain man? historical podcast. I am your host, Anna Webb. And I'm your host, Amanda Webb. This is a podcast where two sisters totally geek out about all of their favorite moments in history. And this week, we are going to be talking about Nikola Tesla. And we're also going to be talking about the current wars. And because that is a lot of information um, and a lot of really interesting stuff that we don't want to cut too short, we're going to make this a two-part episode. So this is going to be the first part And then next week, one week from now, instead of two weeks from now, we're going to put out the second part where we're going to finish talking about Tesla. So I just wanted to let you know all that right here at the top of the episode. And this is the first episode that we're recording in quarantine for COVID-19. Yes, Yes, it is. Which has been just, I'm on on week three of self-quarantine right now. I've mm-hmm, uh, been working home for th- at home for three weeks as of at time of recording. Um, so we're not going to talk a lot about it because that's not really what our podcast is about. Like we're not really we don't talk much about current events <laughs> other than in our famously wonderful segment, Modern Times. <laughs> um, but. We we really want to just do the show like we normally would and just have fun and talk about things that we like to learn about, like we always mm-hmm. do. I think it's important to, like, maintain a little bit of a semblance of normalcy. Yeah, and to just give you something that's, like, enjoyable that you can spend your time doing that takes your mind off of things. So. Yeah, because times is tough and, like, is tough. scary and weird and, like, nothing we've ever experienced before. So you know we're we're gonna do the show as usual Mm -hmm. this time and the in the times ahead (laughs) Mm -hmm. because we don't know how long it's gonna last but um we hope everybody's staying safe and staying home if they can Mm -hmm. and uh washing their hands a lot yes very much there is one weird thing that's happening right now and that's that we're using a video call for the first time ever yeah we're recording we over just, zoom we usually just use a voice call and i can see you and it's so weird it's very weird it's very strange I'm not used to it yet. i kind of like it though because I, I can i actually feel like i'm talking to you like sometimes know, yeah. sometimes i'll like drift off and i'm Same. looking away and suddenly i find myself dissociating while we're recording oh which yeah i try not was, to do but i think i'm gonna be able to be more engaged there was one episode where i was so exhausted i like fully was half asleep not for, for long i but think for, like, there was more than one a minute. <laughs> but where i was like half asleep and yeah. that will not happen when i can look at you in your mm-hmm. face so even though we can see each other's drinks should we do a drink update of course it's for it's for the people it's not for us great i'm mixing it up today Ooh. Oh, or should I say I'm blending it up today because oh your girl's God. drinking a smoothie. Ooh, I wish to God I was drinking a smoothie. I'm I just got drinking water. Strawberry, banana, orange, orange juice. Ooh. Yum. I'm drinking water. I was on a bike ride and uh, need it desperately. <laughs> and also there's pollen everywhere. So there's that. Yeah, I love that. Love that. Mm-hmm. Love that for us. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's get started talking about Nikola Tesla, who was weird. 
disclaimer, I am fully convinced this man is an alien. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Fair just, enough. It will become clear the longer we talk about him that he is just so weird. And I love oh, no. him so much. I, I think he's fully from another planet. Yeah, I think he's from another planet. Yeah. Okay. With that out of the way, let's begin. <laughs> so Nikola Tesla is born in Simbolsjohn? I think is how you say that. There won't be that many of these. He lived in America most of his life. <laughs> um, in the Austrian Empire, which is now Croatia. I on... have to say something about Croatia. Um, I love their soccer kits. Yes. Yes. They wear the checkerboards. Mm-hmm. I like that. Anyway. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> um, he was born on July 10th, 1856, or in the old style, Ooh, Ooh. June 28th. Again, the only old style we'll get, we're going to get. We're not in this part of the world for very long. Right. <laughs> um, he's born to his father, Militin Tesla, I believe, and his mother, Juka. This is, sorry. sorry I just knocked my, I just knocked really my me. mic. I'm sorry. This is what I'm saying. Now I can see her. <laughs> <I'm> so sorry. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. Um, yes. Uh, so he is an ethnic Serb. His father is an Eastern Orthodox, Orthodox priest. Huh. And, um, his mother is not formally educated, but she's really talented with like creating household tools and appliances. Huh. Uh, so he learns a lot from her, like, a lot of his mechanical knowledge comes from, like, growing up around her. Sure. He is the fourth of five children. He has three sisters and an older brother who dies in a horse riding accident when Tesla's five. Whoa. Right? Horse riding accident. Yeah. It's a very strange way to go. Yeah. Tesla has an eidetic, am I saying that correctly? Sure, I don't know. I think... Um, he has an eidetic memory, which is the same, basically the same thing as a photographic memory. They aren't technically the same thing, but people use them interchangeably enough that, like, that's what we're talking about. Okay, he gotcha. Bas- he has more or less has a photographic memory. He finishes high school a year early, uh, and he graduates in 1873. I was reading that he was able to do, like, super advanced calculus in his head, and all of his teachers thought he was cheating. <laughs> but he was just that smart. <laughs> Like, he's just a genius. In that same year, after he returns home from school, he contracts cholera and is bedridden for nine months. What? Yeah. Like, he almost died a lot in that nine months. (sighs) Yeah, wow. And he, this was like, you know, he was very, very sick, but he apparently was sick a lot as a kid. He just like, just, I don't think he had a very strong immune system and like easily contracted illnesses. Um... His father initially wanted him to enter the priesthood, but while he's sick, he promises him he'll send him to engineering school if he recovers. Wait. Which he does. <laughs> Hold on. Sorry. <laughs> this is like the, it's not my dream dad, it's your story, except with a weird bribery twist. Like, if you live, I will allow you to do the thing that you want. Thing that you but want if to not, do. then what? Then what happens? Nothing. Nothing. Because, because he also then doesn't become a priest. So I'm very confused by this reasoning. I think it was just that, like, he was sick and his dad was stressed. It's and more he was like, like, I a, love you. If more you survive, like a, you can go to school. Like yeah, that like kind a of deathbed thing. promise. Yeah, that's what it was. Or like and then a, he got a better. So he, okay. Yeah, yeah. Weird. In 
1874, he avoids conscription into the army by, like, running away to the mountains. <laughs> like, he just, like, lived in the mountains for a while. Okay. I mean, couldn't he be punished by law for doing that? Okay. Uh, I don't know. Okay. No idea. No idea. That's just all I read was okay. that he was going to get conscripted and he was like, nah, and went and lived in the mountains. He was like, I'm going off the grid. Oh, in this is also something I just remembered, but I wanted to mention. Um, when he was sick, he read a lot of Mark Twain and he would, li- he becomes friends with Mark Twain later in his life. And he like says that Mark Twain helped him get better. L- like reading Mark Twain helped him oh. get better. So kind of the opposite of never meet your heroes, right? Yeah, for real. Your hero will help you survive and then you meet him and you become friends. Wow. Yeah. Wild. I wouldn't take that as a rule of thumb. Just No. You know. No. Doesn't seem... <laughs> General advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> In 1875, he begins attending the Austrian Polytechnic in Graz, Austria. He's a very dedicated student. Um, he claims that he worked from 3 a.m. to 11 p.m. No Sundays or holidays accepted. Yikes. Yikes, indeed. That sounds like the worst possible work schedule. A work schedule he keeps up for most of his life. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he does really, really well his first year, but during his second year, he gets addicted to gambling. Mm. That that old monkey that jumped right on many people's backs. <laughs> I didn't really know where I was going with that when I started. I'm sorry. You definitely did not. And it took you a while to land on anything. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I just had like that Michael Scott moment where he's like, sometimes I'll start a sentence and I don't know even know where I'm going with it. I'll just keep talking. That's yeah, how I yeah. felt. So, um. By the end of his third year, he's basically gambled away most of his tuition money and then gambled a lot of it back. But um, he also hasn't studied for any of his exams. So he drops out by the end of his third year. This is sounding very Poe. Very Poe. Except without the alcohol. Yeah. Yes. Although, who knows? I mean, maybe there was also alcohol. No, not, not really his gig. Okay. Not not his gig, but not really his gig. You know what I mean? Um, so in 1878, he cuts ties with his family's, family and friends and moves to Maribor because he's embarrassed that he dropped out, basically. And he, like, doesn't okay. want to deal with that with his family, so he runs away. So he runs away to the mountains. <laughs> not this time. <laughs> <laughs> Don't in like your sense. problems? Run away to the mountains. I mean, in a sense, he did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he works as a draftsman during this year. In 1879, his father finds him and asks him to move back home. He initially refuses, but then shortly after, he suffers from a nervous breakdown uh, and moves home after that. And then later that year, his father dies from a stroke. Oh, my God. So his life is really jam-packed. <laughs> yeah, You'll notice very quickly that we're going to take a lot of this like a year at a time because so much happens to him. It sounds like Victoria. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's lived an interesting, interesting life. In 1880, two of his uncles pay to help him move to Prague, where he studies at the University of Prague. I read somewhere that he didn't like officially enroll, but he like took courses Hmm. and like tried to continue his studies for that year. 
1881, he moves to Budapest to work as the chief electrician at the Budapest Telephone Exchange. So I didn't talk about it a lot, but like while he's in school, he's learning a lot about the current technology available in electricity and in power. Um, And he starts having ideas to like improve upon that stuff very, very early in his life. So like, apparently, while he was working in Budapest, this is where he gets like one of the first ideas for the induction motor, which will become very important later. Yeah. Um, To to him and to humanity. Correct. Yeah. Um, But that a lot of this stuff starts to form very early. Like he's seeing these early versions of this technology all throughout his schooling. Mm -hmm. And he's like already working on like improving upon that kind of stuff. Got it. So in 1882, Tesla moves to Paris to work for the Continental Edison Company. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. So this is his first indirect interaction with Edison. But it's all going to kick off, baby. It sure is. (laughs) So he's working for his Edison's international company. Right. Yeah. Uh, He begins working installing indoor incandescent lighting, which was, you know, Edison's light bulbs that were commercially available Mm -hmm. um but after management notices how advanced his understanding of this stuff is he starts working on improving and repairing dynamos which are just generators sure very early um generators in 1884 tesla moves to new york city to start working for edison in the u.s oh boy so essentially he just did really well in paris i'm getting excited for the drama Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, and when he moves in, I read something that said it was that he had like four cents in the clothes on his back. He comes to America with basically nothing. I was gonna I was gonna make a joke about the American dream, but I don't oh God, it doesn't feel appropriate in these times. No, and also <laughs> for, yeah. he just yeah. goes through it. Yeah. Okay. So this is the start. We're gonna talk a lot about Tesla and Edison. Yes. We're going to talk less than you think, but we're going to talk a lot about Tesla and Edison. It's going to be dramatic. He, here's the thing about Tesla and Edison. <laughs> People have very strong opinions about both of these human beings. Mm-hmm. So that meant that it was very hard to find information about them that were wildly skewed one way or the other. Sure. Their story has been twisted so much and the timeline so, like skewed to try and make one look like the hero and one look like the villain that it was like kind of hard to piece it all together i feel like this is the type of story that like you you couldn't write it you couldn't no write way this because people no. wouldn't believe it they'd be like uh-uh. wait what like <laughs> so i have tried my hardest to find the correct timeline and the most accurate information but you know that that can only go so far it's very difficult i'm gonna go on record saying that i do not like thomas edison i think he's a punk yeah (laughs) um but he's not as much of a punk as everybody always makes him out to be (laughs) yeah i mean in this situation i'm gonna go ahead and say i'm on tesla's side same edison did some stuff and was not the best person but he did do a lot of really great work he did we would not be where we are without without either of these people correct yeah so that's just our quick little and uh, that's what i'm gonna say about that i'm not gonna sing the song from bob's burgers i'm not gonna sing the song from bob's burgers are gonna talk about that a little bit later Uh, but i'm not gonna gonna sing the song i'm not gonna sing the song okay 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 (laughs) so 
Tesla works for Edison for six months before he quits. The common story of why he left, and again, this is no, this is not founded anywhere. There have been like, this story has circulated so many times, but like, if you trace it all the way back, there's really no firm story that this is like, this is exactly what happened. But the common story is that Edison asks Tesla to figure out why his DC generators are breaking and to fix, fix them and make them more sustainable. And if Tesla can do that, Edison says he'll give him a $50,000 bonus, which is equivalent to like a million or something. That's absurd. Now. It's a lot of money. Yeah. I'd like a $50,000 bonus. Yeah. After Tesla fi- fixes the generator, so he spends months working on this project. He figures out, he fixes them. He's f- working on figuring out how to make them more sustainable. He asks Edison for the raise, and Edison says that Nikola doesn't understand our American humor and doesn't give him the money, so he quits. Again, that is not necessarily how that happened it is believable though it is totally believable i just have read a lot of stuff that was like originally the story was that tesla's manager who was not edison made this promise to him and they maybe didn't have as much interaction as they thought but it is true that 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 was the job tesla was working on and he worked really really hard on it and i just don't think that he was happy with the recognition that he received from his work and so he decided to leave whether the money was involved or not i think that's definitely why he decided to leave there was a dispute for sure yes so in 1885 tesla starts trying to get patents for some of his inventions and the improvements on the equipment that he had been working on while he was working for edison The patents, there's just so many of them in the story. And it's like Thomas Edison was the king (laughs) of getting his work patented. Yes. That was very much his thing. It was like the most important thing to him. Yes. Because he didn't want anybody else to be able to make money off of what he was creating. He was a businessman. Uh Like he knew how to make money off of his work. Yeah. Um, And so, so much of... Uh, the current wars that we're going to talk about here pretty soon began just because people were trying to work around his patents so that they could continue to like make stuff. Right. Um, so while working on receiving those patents, he meets two investors that help him create the Tesla electric light and manufacturing company. He works for about a year creating and installing arc lighting systems in New Jersey before his investors pull out. Which leaves Tesla completely pen- penniless. Poor Tesla. Um, arc lighting, we're going to talk more about later, but basically it was like street lights, more or less. Mm, okay. And they used AC power, and we'll talk all about AC and DC in a little bit. Um, so after losing all of his money from this venture, he works digging ditches for $2 a day for most of 1886. Yikes. So here we have, like, one of the most brilliant minds He's a genius. of He's the world digging ditches. digging ditches because he can't manage to get the money for his work. Ain't that always the way. <laughs> Ain't it always so. <laughs> so in 1886, Tesla meets Charles Peck and Alfred Brown, who agree to financially back him. Uh, together, they set up the Tesla Electric Company in 1887. And they set up a lab in Manhattan where Tesla begins developing his inventions. So 
when they set up their company, they basically split it up so, like, each of them gets a third of the money, and those two have agreed that they'll take care of, like, all the patents and all the legal stuff. I have a feeling this will not work out. It actually is fine. Okay. (laughs) Tesla is very – he is a terrible businessman. Yeah, well, because that's not what he's in it for. No, not at all. Right. And he's so bad at getting his patents. He he very passionately wants to be recognized for his work, but he's terrible at the legal stuff. He's so bad at yeah. it. So it really works out that these guys, like, cut him an equal deal and said, we'll take care of all the business stuff. And he was like, great. That's, like, all he wanted. He doesn't want to be swamped with business. Business. Oh, my God. That's a Star Kid reference if mm-hmm. you're... If you're not in mine or Amanda's heads, you might not yeah. get it. <laughs> and also, we can't sing the rest of that song because there's a lot of curse words in it. Well, it also doesn't really apply. No. But then my <laughs> brain just started singing it and it was, yes, it spiraled from there. So in 1887, Tesla creates the induction motor, which I mentioned before. It is a motor that runs on an alternating alternating yep (laughs) wow and alternating current or ac power which we'll talk about more later um and the motor is patented in 1888 here's another thing we're going to talk a lot about electricity for a while and a lot of his really (laughs) interesting inventions i tried very hard to understand it (laughs) it's incredibly complicated there's a a schoolhouse rock song about it Uh uh-huh electricity electricity But, like, a lot of his inventions, it's just, like, no matter how hard I try, because I don't totally understand electricity, I'm never going to understand it. My brain does, is not built for that. Yes. So I'm trying my hardest, I will try my hardest to explain some basics, but that's maybe about all I'm going to do. That's fine. So, men working for George Westinghouse, who's going to be a big player we're going to talk about here, um, see Tesla demonstrating the motor in 1888. And report that information back to George Westinghouse. Uh, Westinghouse is working on making AC power the like the way to get electricity. And he needs something like that induction motor to make his system more feasible for the market. So in July of 1888, Brown and Peck negotiate a licensing deal with Westinghouse for Tesla's motor. So, basically, he has the rights to use the motor and to, like, use the patent, Mm -hmm. all that jazz. Um, Westinghouse also hires Tesla for a year to work at his lab in Pittsburgh. Hey! That's where Um, I live, baby! (laughs) To help in developing his motor and the existing AC power system. I am shocked that Pittsburgh has not claimed Tesla as their own, seeing that he worked here for a whole year. A whole year. (laughs) Yeah. It's very well, much Westing- a Pittsburgh thing to do. One of Westinghouse's first, like, power systems is was in Pittsburgh. Yes, but Westinghouse is not the name people recognize. No, it's not. <laughs> um, So he works on that for, like, a year, but they have a hard time figuring out how to make it feasible. And also, there are a lot of money struggles during this period. And mm. so it's just, like, he works on that for a year. Eventually, Westinghouse will just, like, pay off and buy up that patent and leave tesla with a lot of money um and his name and full rights are on everything that westinghouse ends up using that motor for well good for them yeah (laughs) all right it brief break i want to talk about the current wars so bad (laughs) okay um i really find them so interesting and i wanted to talk about tesla but i also wanted to talk about the current wars and neither of them 
it would have been like very redundant or I wouldn't have been able to like get a whole episode out of the current wars. So I just decided to do them together. Yeah. So um, Tesla will be in and out of this part of the story a little bit, but I just find it so wild and so fascinating that I just really needed to talk about it. Let's do it. Okay. She also put in her notes a brief break for the current wars, which it was I for love. me to remember that this is where <laughs> I the know, but changed. it made me laugh. <laughs> so, to jump back a little bit, in the late 1870s and early 1880s, Edison starts marketing his direct current or DC power system. Probably mostly call it DC from here on out. The system involves a Single direction, constant low voltage current of electricity traveling from a power plant through wires into people's houses. Right. It's always moving in one direction. Because the power was low voltage, it meant that it would be able to power the incandescent lights inside of people's homes. Okay. But the downside to that low voltage was that it didn't travel very far. So it could only make it about a mile before dying out. Right. Okay. <clears throat> so that meant that if, so Edison really early on capitalizes on this market, but that meant that they had to build power generators every Everywhere. mile or so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to power 10 houses, I don't know, a sure. mile's worth of houses before building another plant to be able to continue extending right. that power. Right, right. But he was the one that made those lights and made them available into people's homes, so he very easily sure. capitalizes on the ability to light those lights. Mm -hmm. um, he also had the issue that a lot of the early versions of his generators were, were prone to breaking down, which was the problem that Tesla was working on when he started working for Edison. Right. Um, in the mid-1880s, Westinghouse starts developing a system to compete with Edison's, which is an alternating current or AC power system. Right. AC power also moves from a power plant through wires, but it doesn't move in a single direction like Edison's does. It so, will, like, travel a little ways and then turn around and travel back and travel a little ways farther. Oh, and I see. The reason it does that is so that higher voltages can travel further distances. That changing okay. direction allows that voltage to lower and then raise again and then keep traveling further and further and further. Got it. So initially, AC power was only used to light those like arc lighting systems. Those really, really high voltage outdoor lightings. They could only light things inside of a home if it was like really high ceilings and like you wanted sure. a really powerful light. Right, okay. But Westinghouse starts to figure out that like, oh, well, if it's changing voltages while it's traveling, we can find a way to let it travel super far and then lower the voltage to work in people's homes. Okay. So that's why his system starts competing with Edison's system is because he understands. It's more efficient. Yes, it is more efficient. In the long efficient. run. And it's cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. To build. The materials needed for it are way cheaper. Mm -hmm. um, so he, these systems start competing. A lot of people have the misconception that Edison invented DC currents and Tesla invented AC, AC currents. currents. That's not true. <laughs> right. Those were already on the market america was actually late to ac currents most of you of or i keep saying ac currents c is for current whatever sorry i hate when people do that it's like <laughs> I know, calling it's it an atm, ATM machine, machine. yeah i got gotcha. you <laughs> that's my fault um 
most of Europe was already using AC power. So we were kind of late to the game. But we'll Shocking. get into why that is in a minute. <laughs> um, so right now we're mostly talking about Edison and his electric company, Westinghouse and his. There was also a group called the uh, Thompson Houston Elect- Electric Company that was competing with both AC and DC power systems. So they're big in the market and they become important as we Wait, go Wait, so they were, <clears throat> sorry, they were trying to use both and therefore competing with both of the other companies? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, and... The problem that Westinghouse and Thomason uh, Houston ran into was that they were having a lot of patent disputes with each Edison. other, with Edison. <laughs> oh, here we can bring the power to your home, but can we use those lights that are in your home? Because they're Edison. Oh, yeah. And can we use this brand of generator because it's technically yours? So they were running into all these patent disputes. There were a lot of lawsuits and infringing on each other's patents. And so that's sort of the environment of the market. It's mm-hmm. very weird and competitive. So Edison's system was more ex- expensive it the material needed to make it was more expensive and it was technically less efficient right it wouldn't travel as far um but because these ac systems were new they were often underdeveloped and there were potential for safety issues we're going to talk a lot about the safety of ac and dc currents they are both in their own right perfectly safe if handled correctly mm-hmm. one is not more dangerous than the other to my understanding from from what i've read it doesn't technically seem like one is more dangerous than the other but the idea that higher voltages are going through wires scared a lot of people right. into thinking that it was much more dangerous so Edison truly believed that AC power was dangerous and should not be used. And that becomes the whole thing. <laughs> it becomes the whole argument. Oh, yeah. And Edison, doesn't he go pretty hard on the propaganda, too? Oh, incredibly Yeah, hard. that's what I thought. <laughs> on the propaganda, for the, which we're going to get into, on this and in later times, he goes really hard after yeah. Tesla, too. Yeah. He goes really hard after Tesla. So in 1888, which was the year of uh, Jack the Ripper, just <laughs> I was waiting for there. it because you had mentioned it a couple times. Yeah, but it, and we're going to mention it a couple times more, so <laughs> I just needed to get it out. Um, there were a series of deaths related to high voltage lighting, not related specifically to AC power, just to high voltage. New York City had a problem where there were so many wires over the city for like uh telegraph mm-hmm. lines and power lines of all sorts of different power and people hijacking one line and using it to transmit power to another thing that like the system wasn't very safe mm-hmm. um and so there were a few deaths related to that high voltage lighting uh after the deaths an electrical engineer named Harold Brown writes a letter to the New York Post that claims the deaths were all because of AC power, which they were not. He begins lobbying before the New York Board of Electrical Control, asking to restrict AC systems to only be able to produce 300 volts, which would essentially just make them useless. There would be no reason to use them if they were emitting that little electricity. Right. Other electrical engineers challenge his claims um, and provide stories of people surviving shocks up to 1,000 volts. Okay. Um, I mean, 
Yeah. They also provide evidence of the dangers of the DC power system, which there were. They caused a lot of fires. It was just a time where we didn't totally completely understand electricity, so there were a lot of issues. Um, And Westinghouse accuses Brown of working for Edison, which Brown denies. And will continue to deny for a while, even though he was, in fact, I was going to say, until he gets got, right? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. He doesn't get got until a little deeper into the story, but he was working if not for then at least with edison right throughout this entire process mm-hmm. so um edison provides brown with uh equipment and a lab space so he can carry out experiments to prove that ac is more dangerous than dc so quick content warning we are going to talk about some animal abuse now which is a bummer but it's very important to the story so just putting that in there mm-hmm so Brown starts paying local children to bring him stray dogs, which he electrocutes with different oh. voltages from AC and DC systems to try and prove that AC is more da- dangerous. Oh, that he does really sad. He does public demonstrations <gasps> where he electrocutes dogs with incre- uh, increasing voltages of DC power, which does not kill them, and then one shot of AC, which does. Okay, but they've already been shocked with a ton of DC power. So then he did a different experiment where he proved that if you just did the AC, it would still kill the animal. Yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. Ugh. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. Around this same time, the state of New York was working on developing an electric chair for executions of prisoners. Because... There's all this work with electricity. Oh, it keeps killing people. They had been having a problem with um, hangings, executions, where people kept not dying. Like, they were doing it wrong. Hey, hey, here's something. We still can't get executions right or humane. We should just stop doing them. But Uh that's just my opinion. Uh Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. I think it's a good one, but it's just my opinion. (laughs) Um, but they were having that problem, so they were looking for a different way to do executions, and they were like, oh, ugh. if people can get electrocuted, we'll just use that. It's terrible. It, ugh. <laughs> it, yeah. Like, it gives me, like, the heebie-jeebies just thinking about it. Yeah. Um, so the committee that's in charge of determining what types of electricity to use decides to consult with Brown after seeing his experiments. Brown's getting just, too like, powerful now. Yeah. He's got too much. Um... So on December 5th, 1888, Brown sets up an experiment with members of the press, uh, the group that was determining the electric chair, the chairman of the Death Penalty Commission, and Thomas Edison. He used alternating current for all of his tests on animals larger than a human, including four calves and a lame (gasps) horse that he killed with 750 volts of AC. Uh, based on the results of the that experiment and a later meeting, the committee recommended the use of 1,000 to 15,000 vo- volts of alternating current for executions. And oh. newspapers noticed, noted that the AC used was half of the voltage that was in the power lines around the c- cities. So basically it just starts this huge fear campaign Ugh. where people see him doing this and then that society says, yes, this much could kill a person and more than this much is in right. these wires above your city. So people get really afraid of AC power. Also, spoiler alert, that much sometimes doesn't kill a person. Sometimes and doesn't kill a person. if it does, it can be really, really... Mm-hmm. Ugh, drawn out and awful mm-hmm. 
This is a quick aside, but I did want to talk about Topsy the Elephant. Okay. Because I'm not going to sing the song. Okay. I have learned that Edison actually had almost nothing to do with that. Interesting. So Topsy was a circus elephant who had um, killed somebody in a circus because right. she was an elephant being abused in a circus. You know right. how it goes. Yes. Um, and some people at Luna Park bought her and they were doing a public execution of the elephant. Aww. It was terrible. Um, and they used electricity. Um, and people think that this was part of Edison's campaign. It was just a similar well, demonstration. It was, it was way after the current wars were over. Oh. Edison wasn't even in charge anymore. His company did film it, but that was because they were testing filming things. And it was a <laughs> public execution that they were, like, sent to film, well, it, like, with the use would of electricity. Why would that be the thing? Because it was using electricity. I don't know why. But yeah. So Edison wasn't even there and it was not a part of this campaign. I'm still going to blame Edison. Is that okay? No, that's fine. Okay. It's totally fine. (laughs) I just learned that and I was like, oh, I didn't know. Because I fully thought that he just, he did it as a part of this. But they would not have executed that elephant in that way if not for all of this. So I'm definitely going to blame Edison. No, that's, that's, yes, that's fair. And all of the rest of this, even though Brown was the one like spurring it on, Edison paid him and supplied him oh with yeah he, he was bankrolling him the whole time yeah because yeah. he he wanted to prove that ac power was dangerous right so in 1889 brown is contracted to provide the electrical equipment for the electric chair he asks the thomason houston company who we talked about earlier and they were westinghouse's main competitor for ac power mm-hmm. um he asks them for equipment so they managed to acquire three Westinghouse AC generators and give them to Brown to use. So they didn't even use their own equipment. They used because their competitor's equipment. they didn't want their name on the electric chair and they <gasps> wanted Westinghouse out of the game. That seems super so illegal. They like managed to get some of their generators and then gave them to Brown because as much as the campaign was against AC, it was mostly against Westinghouse because they were a major power. Oh, yeah. So now Edison and Thomason Houston are in on this campaign against Westinghouse. Cool. Yeah. In May of 1889, William Kemmler becomes the first New York criminal to be sentenced to be executed by the electric chair. Before he could be executed, um, William Bork Cochran files an appeal to um, for his execution on the grounds that it would be considered cruel and unusual punishment under the Constitution, which like, yeah, 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 fam, it definitely would. And yet we continued to do it for uh-huh. so long. Okay. Um, he had no connections to the case whatsoever, but he's connected to Westinghouse and it became very clear that they were paying him okay. to get this say, hey, this is cruel and unusual punishment. We shouldn't be arguing about the power at all. We should just not be killing people like this. I mean, it is true, though. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I understand that it was a PR move, but it's also accurate. Yes, yeah. Uh, The appeal is denied in May of 1890, and Kemmler is executed on August 9th, 1890. The people using the chair didn't know what they were doing, and the Mm -hmm. first voltage was not enough to kill him. 
So he had to be electrocuted again. I am so surprised to hear this. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, so there were, there were lots and lots and lots and lots of cases Mm -hmm. of electrical related deaths that got blamed on AC power that started this really vicious fear campaign of telling people you don't want this in your homes it's gonna kill you even though that was not true Mm -hmm. it was it was true that like not everything was as safe as it should have been that was absolutely true but that was true of everything because we didn't know what we were doing yeah so yeah it was absolutely true that like it everything was dangerous because we didn't know what we were doing and we were mm-hmm. going about things incorrectly and people weren't being as safe as they could be. But the actual system itself was is not dangerous. It's perfectly functional. It was a great way to get electricity into homes. But because Edison was so dead set on this idea that it was super, super dangerous and was going to kill everybody. And also because he was trying to get his system. Out it wasn't the world. his idea. Let's yeah. be honest. A big part of it is that it wasn't his idea and mm-hmm. he was wounded by that. Yeah, that he worked really hard for a really long time to say, like, hey, this is dangerous. This shouldn't be in anyone's homes, you know? Mm-hmm. So in 1890, Edison decides to step down as the head of his electrical power business. He decides that he wants to focus on other kinds of inventions, that he doesn't need this to be the majority of his time. And he had just lost, like the majority hold in his business so he decided it was like time to step down um in 1882 edison general electric merges with thomson houston to form general electric or electric just on its own um and against edison's wishes the new company mainly markets ac systems because by this point it's becoming it's clearer and clearer that it's the better system right um so here we are, these three powerhouses. Originally, there were, like, 15 companies involved in this sure. entire thing. Had merged their way down to two. General Electric and uh, Westinghouse Electrical Company, whatever. So, that's a lot. And I also know we haven't talked about Nikola Tesla in a minute. But, <laughs> um, this episode is would be incredibly long if I kept talking about Tesla right now. So... We're going to end this episode here, and then we'll come at you next week with another episode to finish up talking about Tesla, to apologize for the week that we missed when I had to move home from school. (laughs) Yes. So you are listening to this episode on our normal release date. There will not be a week in between this episode and the next one. The next one will come out next week. Um, and then we will get back to our regular cadence of releasing every episodes other every week. other week. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we will be back at you with part two. Yes, we're going to end this week. here. Next week, we will talk about the end of the current wars, the wrapping up of that conflict. Um, and then I want to talk about the rest of Tesla's life. Again, apologies that this one's like a little scattered, but I just thought these two things were really interesting. And this was sort of the best way to tell this story. Well, they so. fit together. They fit so, together, yeah. So, um, where I'm totally lost now. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, if you have questions or comments or things <laughs> of the of that sort, um, and you want to send them to us, you can email us at rememberthatpod at gmail.com. And you can also tweet at us at RTTpod. Um, and if you want to give us a little rating 
and review on iTunes. That would be great. If you want to give us a rating wherever you listen to podcasts, that would be awesome. Um, and if you want to find me on the internet, you can find me at the real Anna Webb. And I'm at ACW Nerdfighter. All right. So next time will be sooner yeah. than usual. But we'll come at you next week with more stuff about Tesla. So until that next time, remember that time. Mm-hmm.